Hey, I'm Joe Bob Briggs, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey and Cavan Dom- Domain Cleveland Radio. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our bit shoot channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well. So please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. And a real quick housekeeping note, if you are watching us on YouTube or Rumble, BitChute or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, whatever podcast platform you're utilizing, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm bringing you today. I got a house in my house. Talking with David Greathouse, a uh, longtime friend of mine and uh, creator of uh, all things blood, guts, and horror. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. A couple other things, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll got to get into all that, but uh, good to have you here. Thank you. We've been talking happen. about it forever. So, you know, I was obligated. <laughs> 
So here I am. You got me. All right. So I got to take advantage of the time here. Um, but usually when I have uh, somebody on for the first time, I like to get a, a quick like background story. So do you remember as a kid what you originally wanted to be when you grew up? Yes, a monster. Oh, yeah? Yes. So monsters have always been. Yes, since uh, probably three years old. And what was that? Uh, yeah. What was the. You know, you, you can't explain, you know, what or where, but it just happened. And it was obviously it was encouraged by my parents and my grandparents, you know, uh, fed into it, you know, by uh, gifting me uh, monster magazines and comics and toys and allowing me to watch all the movies. But, you know, there's just there was just a, a sympathy I had for the classic monsters. We're talking Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman continue on you know the list but that's what i started off as interested in as a young child and then wanting to play those characters by seeing the magazines and knowing you know there were actors i knew christopher lee i knew boris karloff and those are the guys that i wanted to be as a small child oh yeah yeah, yeah. christopher lee man what a legend well absolutely he was one of my it's probably my all-time i mean you know bella lugosi was the classic you know original dracula but christopher lee was like the one mm. that you know me growing up he was yeah. he was dracula all right on okay that's a good debate that's a good debate to have yeah bela versus chris they're both wonderful but yeah I, I get it yeah absolutely he brought his own style to it and he's one of my favorites too yeah I'm just a human being he's one of the greatest human beings ever oh christopher yeah lee. got a chance to i never well i've, see I've him seen or... him on stage okay. talk with a small crowd so I was lucky of that nice. uh, uh, to be, you know, in the, a small hall listening to him, but I never officially met him. Okay. But I would love to certainly, but yeah, definitely, definitely a legend, man. So uh, the monster magazine, I remember the old monster magazines too, you know, getting into that kind of like uh, telling the stories, like the, the, the comic books that told the like old horror stories and stuff. Um, but like you were talking about like the the sympathy you had to like you know the frankenstein monster you know a lot of people you know never like looked at it from that aspect we're all more the the villagers you know right you know it's still in to life this day but you had a, you had a sympathy for you know the monster something that kind of didn't ask to be yeah you know yeah all of them you know certainly yeah. uh not so much dracula although he had his you know he had his his curse yeah. but yeah the wolfman uh king kong frankenstein oh yeah. they were all very sympathetic characters you know they were you know, oh yeah i remember like crying you know when i first saw king kong as a kid on you know thanksgiving or whatever sure. it was to play oh yeah back in the day it's like what do you do you know you should be a monkey yeah you know? yep but uh so yeah so then early age you kind of got into um monsters were your thing and and uh when did like uh creating your own well i have another fortunate event in life well my aunt owned starship earth oh so there there was the link there nice and they used to be on broadway in the slavic village area where i grew up and so i was in that store frequently you know as a kid and uh you know they they would have people in costume running outside the store especially around halloween and you know, it, it gave me like such a thrill to be in that place. And uh, so I started getting makeup from them. You know, I mean, I was collecting masks already. I had, you know, 
rubber masks as a kid uh, over the years of his save. And then around uh, probably around 10, 9, 10 years old, started messing with makeup, you know, and um, uh, attempting to make a, a, a Super 8 film. I, a friend of a friend's family had a Super 8 camera. So we shot like a little bit in my basement of a mummy, you know, coming at you that the world just basic stuff. But in your mind, you know, it's already out. You know, yeah. you're you've got like the stage, you have your actor in makeup, you have your camera, yeah. you know, that's it. You know, even though you're just playing essentially, yeah. but that's where yeah. that spark begins, you know. So immediately you become like a professional as a kid, you know. Yeah, yeah. So then you start doing I start doing haunted houses in my basement, you know. Oh like, nice. you know, and then you know, create hallways with sheets and cardboard, and you know, it's a creepy old basement, anyways. And you know, you have your friends in masks and costumes that you had been saving and makeup and such. And and that became a huge hit, you know, in my neighborhood. Um, people were coming to see my basement haunted house. Nice. And so then again, you know, you're already setting the stage for what you want to do. You know. Yeah. I mean, I remember as, as a kid, I've shared this story with uh, with Matt Pinfield. Um, I, I used to have a tape recorder. And like I'd watch Johnny Carson and, you know, late night shows. And I always kind of like like you know, wanted to do my own show, be like a host or whatever, and then grow up listening to radio. You kind of want to do the DJ thing or whatever. But, uh, you know, um, as I got older, you know, I had those, you know, unfortunately, you know, my parents were trying to do what they thought was best, but like they talk you out of your dream, you know, you want something more secure and more real, you know, whatever. So, you know, here I am now at 50 doing a podcast, finally like living out my childhood it doesn't end you know that's you know? that that dream doesn't end you know yeah, so exactly. yeah you should you know continue it even if it's not um you know you make it rich or whatever as you know i think it's the pursuit of it you know, yeah, what yeah. You're enjoying. it's fun you know it feels like you're finally like doing what you're you know supposed to do so it, it you know it luck you know thankfully you had encouragement at a young age and support you know you know, you need a bit of both. You need some discouragement as well, you know, because yeah, yeah. I, I had that like from my dad, you know, okay, yeah. and the, but my mom was, you know, I mean, she was reluctant. I mean, also, you got to realize like high school has a way of normalizing you, you know, oh, like yeah. when you start high school, you know, you got dreams of to be a rock star, you know, and by the time you're out of high school, you know, so, you know, they kind of normalize you in a weird way, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that fallback plan, you know, get your education first, you know, you can always you know, go back to your education, you know? So, yeah. So like, what, how did that then, uh, like happen for you? Because, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, was it in high school art classes where you really started pursuing, you know, design craft, you know, I mean, you said you had to make up as a kid. Yeah. You know, art, certainly art class was influential. It was, um, because the first time sculpting with clay, you know, was an art class. So I actually, you know, sculpted, you know, little heads, you know, grotesque heads. So that was art class, you know, yeah. and that, that gave you, um, uh, I also noticed what it, it, it gave you recognition from your peers, like people that normally maybe would not even acknowledge you. Okay. Cause you're just a shy kid, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden you make this bleeding skull head. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden you're like, cool. Wow. Yeah, wow look yeah. at that. You know, so that, you know, that helped my, you know, your self-esteem you know yeah, yeah. i was a pretty was good artist i was you know a good illustrator and you know decent painter but it you know i wasn't like uh you know mr art school 
uh, by any stretch of the imagination, you know. Um, I think, uh, you know, working at a haunted house at Bloodview at, at 15 uh, was influential to me as well because there was a lot of older people uh, that were artists that had been doing it for years that, you know, I learned from, uh, I, you know, a few other mentors in the neighborhood that I started doing special effects with. And, um, but yeah, a combination of all that stuff, you know, a lot of failure. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, obviously. and then with the older guys too, it's like, you know, they can kind of tell you, well, this is what didn't work for me, you know, a little bit, but you still got to learn on your own. You know? Yeah. You and it's also, you know, you failure. meet, you meet someone that has a similar interest as you, which is rare back, especially back in our day, you know, yeah. like if you found someone else that loved, wanted to make monsters, for instance, or do haunted houses, you know, oh, you know, or in a similar, you know, guys in a band or, you know, you find someone, whoa, really? You know, he plays drums? Oh, I got to meet this guy. Yeah, yeah. We're so it's a kind of a similar, you know, and then you get in with them and then immediately, you know, your work just improves overnight, you know, and your kids, you know, you just like, you know, anything's possible. You know, you think about how far we advance in our knowledge as young people, you know, like, you know, within a year, you know, you can be kind of, you know, be really good at something, you know? Yeah. But then, so, you know, you're working the haunted houses. Um, but did you ever like formally go to any kind of school for no special effects? No, and no, no. There wasn't really, that didn't really, didn't really exist so much. There was a school in Los Angeles um, that some good people had come from. And I think now like Tom Savini has one that had just, yeah, that was just starting to creep in, but it was more industrial design. I think he yeah. had like a, like one like curriculum off of it. And it because, but now, yeah, there's plenty of schools yeah. and Savini's and, and Pittsburgh is still flourishing. Um, but no, no school, just, um, working with people. DIY, and, right. You know, the school really began in terms of, professionalism was moving to los angeles you know i did that at 21 okay and i immediately got in the business and working with outrageously talented people yeah that had worked on every movie you can name working alongside them that's the school who would you say was like one of your biggest like mentors out there oh man that you like looked up to but and got a chance to work with well, that's a list of names because I can't leave people out. You know, yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, Dave Barton, Dan Rebert, Joel Harlow, Steve Johnson, Tony Gardner, the K&B guys. Well, uh, you know, I can I keep going on, you know, I, Todd Masters. There's so many Bernie Eicholtz. There's so many great guys that I worked with out in Los Angeles. It's amazing. And would you say... Um, I mean, you know, there's everybody's trying to, you know, you know, you hear all the time about actors, everybody's trying to get, you know, hit, get their big break and they're waiting tables and they're doing whatever out there trying to, you know, but how is the market with, you know, getting in a, a special effects field for you? Was it easier? Yes, it was easy. It was, it was easy then, you know, yeah. it was also um, the golden age, the last gasp of the golden age, which was the nineties. You know, yeah, what like before CGI, yeah, you know, and CGI, CGI was just creeping in when I and I knew that you know, I mean, before I saw Terminator 2, obviously, before like literally right before I went out there, and I'm like, oh, you know, the writing's yeah. on the wall, yeah, and yeah. it was, it's still, you know, it Ride just took, it while I can, you yeah. know, 
Um, but it's been going, that's, you know, 20 plus, you know, 30, how many years ago now? 30 years, yeah. 30 years ago. So, you know, we're still alive, but a lot of guys did go to CGI and a lot of guys went into uh, more straight makeup and, and some, you know, took a completely different route altogether as well. And then, um, like, you know, uh, some of the, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of the, you know, the, the classics that influenced you as a kid, but then what are some, um, movies that you got to then work on that are along the similar vein? Yeah. In that era, the, it was a flourishing of films one after the other. It was pretty lucky. Uh, rattling off titles, uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, Freaked, The Usual Suspects, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Um, oh, wow. Um, shit. I mean, Tank Girl. I, I, I saw know, that yeah. when I was, like, looking through your IMDb, and I I, I didn't know you did Tank Girl. What, what Worked on the Ripper suits, the okay. kangaroo uh, people suits. Oh, rippers, nice. You know? nice. So not their makeups. That was Stan Winston's uh, crew. But Tony Gardner's Alterian uh studios did the uh suits for it and um it's mostly foam latex running you know and patching and base painting and and um fabrication of some other yeah so you uh, did correct me at the beginning when i said you know yeah. the blood and guts horror design stuff i mean you've also done costumes and oh yeah well you know i mean the blood and, i mean the blood and guts thing yeah it, there's, there's more of that and i love it but yes i mean when I think if you're an artist of any caliber, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing many different things, you know, certainly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Costumes, props, you know, certainly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's funny. Cause, uh, um, I mean, we originally met through the mushroom head, uh, scene and when you were working with them, but, uh, I was just like, Oh, you know, I mean, you did their mask designs and everything. And I was just like, Oh, this is really cool. Had no idea the extent of the stuff you had done prior. I mean, I knew about, you know, uh, then you were on uh, the sci-fi channel face off and stuff. But like, I'm I'm looking through and I'm like, dude, I, I talked to this dude. I hang out with this guy. I had no idea that you're all really like did so much in Hollywood until. You know, well, I worked up. on the, those were, you know, I'm a crew, one of many crew, you know, I'm not designing, you know, the, the ripper suits those to my much brilliant artist. I was my you know, young twenties, but just being, working on those sets, working on those shops, building yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I was very lucky. All right. Either to, way, your name's up there. You know, yeah. Whatever, it's on, whatever. it's some on, some on the credits yeah. and, and some, you know, on the IMDBs. Um, and it was great. I wouldn't trade it in for the world. Certainly. You know, I got sidetracked in Ohio, though. You know, I came back to make a movie, a documentary, and I haven't really left, you know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but you've been going back. You know, I for, travel. For yeah, yeah. Travel. But go where the job is. Ohio's you know? home. Ohio's home. Yeah. And uh, so let's first talk about like when, you know, you you said 21, you went out out there, but like you graduated high school you're here in ohio um you know what was it that you know you that you decided you know what f it i'm gonna go out there and pursue this like what were you doing after high school before you went after high school 
<laughs> I was working at Dave's Supermarket and Discount Drug Mart. Okay. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I was a stock boy. Yeah. At, at those and, stores. And you just felt it. You knew. You're like, if I, I don't was saving, this. no, I was saving up money. Man, my girlfriend wanted to be a rock star after high school. She went out there and encouraged me to come along for a visit. So she came back. She was out there for a few months, came back and like, uh, there was a Fangoria convention in Los Angeles and I met, you know, I was, I wasn't, I was just eight, eight, I wasn't even 19 years old. Yeah. So I met all these girls, I met all these guys, you know, guys I wanted to work with. Yeah. I met them all. They were all great. And I had my portfolio. Hey, you know, and they said, you can work out here, but you got to move here. We're not yeah, bringing yeah. you out, you yeah. know, this is before because there's a lot of people yeah. in the city that, you know, we have to, you know, hire from. Yeah. So it took me a couple of years. It did. Yeah. Your stuff's hands on. It's not like you can mail it in. Well, it just to get the courage. Like I could have left that day. Yeah. When I'm 18 years old and been out there, you know, but, but you kept the contact kept the contacts and I just felt like I needed to improve my work. So what it did was it refocused me um, to pursue special effects and not go to college. So yeah, which I was considering. Okay. And what were you considering? Journalism, English. Okay. Yeah. I was going to, you know, I like to write and I still do. So journalism writing, you know, nice. That's but it. So you're, you know, stock boy at Dave's and, and, and drug, drug mart, mart yeah. And save your money, and you're just like, all right, save my money. Yeah, I'm gonna pull the trigger on this. I still did there. Halloween events. Your girlfriend and, was still out there. No, she yeah. came back, and you know, but she kind of she gave me the encouragement. Really, yeah. she did. To so I went out there and immediately, I like that was my it was like that's my goal, and. You know, took me a couple of years of saving money and, you know, building up my work. I wanted to be decent, you yeah. know, know how to make molds and things like that properly. So I yeah, worked on my that, that worked was on your makeup. college, basically. Yeah. And I, I focused on it and, you know, and um, finally did it. And I was, it was hard. Okay. I mean, even though I, I landed working, you know, it was, it was tough. You land at work, but at the same time, it's just like, wow, how much more expensive things are here and what am I getting paid to, you know? It was mostly homesickness. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a hard, and I mean, that ended, obviously, but just, uh, you know, little kid in a big town. I was from Cleveland, you know, inner city kid, you know, I was proud of that, but LA is like a different beast altogether. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it, it took some getting used to. I've seen a lot of, you know, in, in my time in the military, got to visit a lot of places that everybody hypes up and stuff. And it was always nice to visit, but I was like, there's just no way I could live here, you know? And it's like, and I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, I was always Cleveland proud and stuff, but I'm not saying now at this age, I'm like, do I want to stay close to Cleveland? I'm ready to go. But the big city stuff doesn't attract me. I'm more like, give me out in the, you know, country, like, you know okay kind of guy now or whatever but uh so you get to you get the opportunity out there you get to work with a lot of guys that you looked up to and you know became mentors to you um but then you get the itch to come back home um come back home but you you have you kept like the relationships and in contact with yeah it was people? still you know i was still 
traveling and returning to Los Angeles. You know, when I came back, it wasn't like a clean break, you know? Yeah. I was still going back for work for a few years. Um, and what I came back for was to make a movie. So, you know, it was my next goal. I didn't want to stay on the path, you know, of, you know, makeup artists, you know, I didn't want to, I wanted to try, I wanted to branch out and try something different. Okay. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about that then. You know, I wanted to shoot. I wanted to I shoot a, with a camera. I wanted to edit, you know, I wanted to make my own film. Um, that was it. Not makeup. I wanted to be the cameraman you know, and direct and, and how much did when, uh, working on the set, you know, you were watching and kind of like learning and like, you know what I want it, you know, well, the directing thing again, I think starts before makeup does as a kid, because if you're putting on your play in your basement, you're directing it. Yeah. All right. So that was always in me to be the director. You know, at the haunted houses, you know, you direct the actors and, you know, get them queued up. So it was more of a natural evo evolution. And most effects guys want to be directors, okay. you know, because they're visionary people. You know, they are. They have a lot of imagination and skill and how, you know, visually to sell something. So they want to be directors yeah and that's they the, almost all do the key word to imagination is like something that you know i mean it starts in our youth you know and it's just like if we're lucky we don't the world doesn't suck it out of us we get to keep that imagination you know yeah and and you've gotten to do you know imagination i mean you have to visualize something and imagine it before you create it yes anyway Yes, you know, but uh, to make it a reality, it's like manifesting, you know, like they say, you know, but you're actually physically would get these ideas and physically manifest, you know, the, the bleeding skull and uh, stuff like that uh, doing the work. But uh, let's go back the to scope the, changes. The idea is the same. Yeah. Like, OK, you know, we say pretending, you know, a, a bleeding clay skull head. You know, wow, you're playing in the basement. Yeah. It's all the same except the scope and the scale has gotten bigger. Dollars have gotten involved. Yeah. You know, there's more money involved. You know, there's more hard work. It's not just for fun time. You know, you're not, you, you know, you really want to create something that's good. You know, and there's going to be a lot yeah. of fucking failures. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's either, yeah, it's like back when I used to book shows. You know, I was talking with uh, some people last night about it. It was just like, man, I hated losing my ass, you know, because you depend on it to be a success. And it's like, you're the one investing the money. Yes, bands and people that are performing need to get paid, you know, just like your crew needs to get paid. You know, if there's a not a return, that uh, the, yeah, the, you got to have those a hard lesson to learn. Oh, you know? yeah, but uh, so you come home to do the uh, to documentary, yeah, let's yeah. talk about the documentary. Like, it's about was... the Legion of Terror, the acting troupe at Bloodview Haunted House. Okay, all right. I was thinking of uh, Justice League or something, but that was Legion of Close. Doom. That's the Legion of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so I started off with the Legion of Terror, and as a as a young person, and I returned for a visit, and I saw a whole new cast of characters that influenced me. And I said, "Wow, you know, I want to do a documentary on these guys." And it gave me a, like an inside because I was already a member and I'd already was an actor and knew everyone. Yeah. They'll turn the camera on you, you know on my friends and learn that way you know sounds easy it wasn't but it sounds yeah. easy and that took me you know a long time and i'm still on it 
uh, in some draft or another. You know, yeah, it's a lot harder now. I mean, you do the editing and yeah. everything too. You know, yeah, it's like back then it was a lot harder. Oh I mean, yeah, say it's a lot easier now once you get the software down. But I don't know. I'm still intimidated by it myself. That's all right. Trying to trying to learn it, but I should. You know, for this, mm -hmm. you know, keep but, it simple. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so you do the documentary. Um, how did you know? How did you feel after accomplishing that? And then, like, uh, what was next? Man, uh, it you know, in between all of that, you know, like there was still like I was still. I mean, there's other projects that were just like you know that I was involved with. I was still involved in the haunted house business and. You know, started an animatronic company uh, with my buddy Ed McKenna, and I went back to Hollywood a couple times. Uh, managed Bloodview and other haunted houses, but really didn't change what ultimately, like, really changed my life again, which I was not expecting. Was a band called Mushroom Head. Yep, and that happened. You know, like while I was doing this editing you know or you know i'm back in cleveland and i meet those guys and that was like a whirlwind because i wound up you know not just creating their masks and makeups but going on tour with them for years yeah i did you know over 300 shows with mushroom head man and that's when you got to work more on your your video a lot you know too. that man you know i i did it all but yeah video i was videoing the shows and um you know we started making the videos you know diy style and you know i was involved with that and uh, then directing a few and uh, so like volume one and stuff like all that. of all yeah volume one stuff um volume two you know the, you know 1200 video the video of the year and yeah salt your soul is mine on the saw six dvds and you know and then um so man what a blast and all those shows i did so i was like on the road truck driving truck driving yeah video on the shows doing the makeup doing jaeger shots yeah yeah it was all great <laughs> absolutely yeah it was i mean uh <laughs> Man, I remember that. I just my stomach just turned when you mentioned it. But <laughs> oh, it was a prerequisite. Those, there was always yeah, there was always yeah. Jagermeister. Remember those back in the day. But yeah, so you know, so you were. I mean, you were, you know, part of the crew. You were in the in the band, basically. You're in a, another member. Um, I remember during that time frame, you know, and then uh, the mass thing became such a, you know, so you know your mask became so unique and such a popular part of it that it ended up becoming something part of the merchandising thing yeah. for a while too yes you know oh yeah so how did that you know feel that you know it you know it it felt great actually you know uh you know the you know the fans are getting around the world you know and um Seeing it in magazines and, you know, yeah. you know, on Hit Parader, you know, which I'd read as a kid, you know, and, you know, they're on the cover of the centerfold. I'm like, you know, wow. Like, just, I forget there's this one dude in, I forget what part of Ohio that has like the mass call of fame house or yeah, something like that, right. you know, and a lot of those are yours. Right? Yeah, you sure. Know? There's, uh, yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, they still move on it's very successfully, you know, the mushroom head mask live forever. But, 
you know, I'm very proud of the ones that I created. Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And then during that time, made the rock and roll hall of fame, we had the pumpkin oh, yeah. rock hall. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I, mean, the, come on. I mean, the Halloween shows coming up their annual, you know, and you were a big part of that whole stage setup back in the day too, you know, and a lot of the props on, on there, you know, that, that, I mean, and I'm pretty sure they still utilize a lot of your, I mean, yeah, I don't, it's always there. I think my fingerprint yeah. certainly always around, you know, which I'm very proud of. And, Left your uh, mark like a handprint. Mushroom head. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I, I know, too, during that time, then, you know, you got to bring them. Uh, or I don't know how that all came together with the movie The Rage. Oh, that's and that's that's another. Then, like, life changed again, you know, like, okay, you know, you, you know, think the mushroom head changed and it did and then um i wind up with working with robert kurtzman yeah you know he relocates to his hometown in ohio and immediately started working with him and you know he was an influence from kmb and from dust till dawn and so many other things Wishmaster, and yeah. i was like wow i'm so, working yeah. with robert kurtzman A legend man. in the in the seat and another and, and to find out he's another yeah, ohio, ohio too, guy you know? and he wanted to raise his family here and had enough of the LA rat race, wanted to do independent stuff and came home and dude, that was like, like yeah, how did you connect with him? Then? Uh, are, are you had already over there? Or? No, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, not directly. He had worked with people that I had known for half my life as well, you know? Okay. So it's a small knit community of effects artists. And then, you know, and Ohio has quite a few actually. So, you know, you hear like, uh, hey, Robert Kurtzman's coming, you know, and then, you know, well, who's working with them? My name's going to come up, you know, eventually. Yeah. And it did. And I met him and it was like immediately like it was like, you're staying here. This is your shop. You so, know? OK, so like he, you know, when he was putting this uh, movie together, yeah. he knew that you were in the area. Your name came up and he reached out to you or. Was there like a, a application? Al Tuscus, no, no. Uh, my old friend Al Tuscus, who I've known all my life as well, was an effects guy from Ohio. Relocated to Los Angeles, some similar time that I did. He wound up being friends with Robert Kurtzman. So, Al's my name came out of Al's mouth to Robert Kurtzman. Nice. And then there's no, you know, that's it. Yeah, so he bring you get to meet. So day him. one, it's like we're long, we're old brothers. I yeah. mean, we you know the stories and the same influences, and we both did the LA scene. And I mean, not he's a legend of the LA scene. Certainly, you know, I was just the you know, you know, underling, but KMB, you know, defined the eighties, yeah. nineties special effects. You know, and was to today that. Was that like his story or he just, you know, the rage? Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to make an independent raw dog horror movie and the rage was it. Okay. So him and some writers cooked it up and we filmed it locally. And was and like, then obviously was this spot a, for mushroom head originally no, in there or was that no, something you were, No, that was my influence. Okay, yeah. So they had another, they had another band slate it and, and it was going to be a big party. I'm like, you guys need mushroom head in here and that's it yeah they're and they're, they're and some like, of their, their stuff and he was like all right yeah well yeah. I, it was like you know come on this is a no-brainer 
And the last minute, Mushroom had made the scene, set up the shop, and everyone fucking loved it. And the big nice. strobe lights blasting, everyone's in pig masks. It was great. Yeah. Breathing fire, you know. So no, yeah, that probably it got fit a lot better. I don't know who they, you know, who else they originally had, but yeah, no, Mushroom had for big party that for that whole like oh, it was great scene. scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, it, that that belongs. So then that began the relationship with us and uh with the studio uh and mushroom head you know and then we did a few other things right after that okay yeah so that those videos were at his studio mm -hmm. okay yep. all right nice and then um you know your time with um uh when did the the, the sci-fi channel thing come up when was that uh that was like 2010 12 <laughs> 2012 i think i think it was 12 um my girlfriend was on second second season okay. and we watched the first season and i heard of it i was like no this is for up and comers you know not me but i saw it, i'm like wow this would be a really this would be a kind of a fun challenge yeah. she's a makeup artist she auditioned and got it immediately so she was on i didn't even audition she just got on season two nice so obviously, you know, I watch her do it and I want to do it, you know. So I got on season four. Nice. Okay. I had to. Yeah. It was something like I just it was gonna bug me if I didn't, you know. And was that like I mean, is that another like uh I'd say good um obviously good for the resume, but also, you know, brings you to a more, you know, because on the movie credits, it's just your name. A lot of people might not know who, all right, who's, you know, yeah. David Greyhouse. But now, yeah, you know, this. Yes. Push, you get like 500 yeah. friend requests a day. Okay. All right. Yeah. That kind of from Mexico and, you know, Japan and, <laughs> all, you know, everywhere in America from children to grandmothers. Yeah. You know, yeah. All so watching that, that show, man. Yeah. There was a huge fan base of Face Off fans. And people really love so that. So your show. stock shot up definitely after that. Oh, oh my god! And then, yes, face off. You know, yes. you were pretty busy before, but how did it didn't change how busy I was so much? I it really didn't. Um, it just it changed how many followers you have. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. and in today's world, as I'm learning, like because I was having this talk with. Some people last night, I'm like, dude, I'm not a TikToker. I'm not a content guy. Right. I'm not my, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not my daughter's, you know, but they're like, if you want people to know about your podcast and follow you, it's like, you need even a lot of bands say like, dude, we got to do all this social media yeah. stuff. And, get and it's one on every platform. We got you the know? Twitter, we got the TikTok, yeah. Facebook, so like, Instagram. It's exhausting. Just, and then I'm just like, oh, oh, here am I here, here, you know, and I do a lot of stuff. I'm out <laughs> places. And I'll do, I will post like pictures, but it's just like me talking about myself. It's just, I don't know. It's just right. never been my, my thing, but I guess, you know, if you really want to get the, build the followers, you got to, it's consistency. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm trying to learn to be more consistent with that, but that opportunity saved you a lot of, you know. Well, I don't follow it. I mean, I'm not really on Instagram and I don't do TikTok, and um, so I'm not, I'm not. I'm no. not into that either, really. You know, uh, I can't do it. But being on, I just want to do the like work. A professional, like Facebook like, profile, then or whatever. No, I mean, no, I'm just me. Um, no, just me. Okay, you know, so I don't have a sub page. Legit. 
it was yeah my my and legit personal page. one and then all these people and then all of a sudden yeah. you know and just wow. and you're getting messages you know from all states you've influenced me i love your character if you're ever out in colorado yeah fill in the blank nice know. nice and uh so yeah so then that come to my haunted house we want you we want you featured at the haunted house you know i think if you wanted to be busy they definitely there was like a flood of uh uh appearances that you could do yeah. at, at horror conventions um and haunted houses primarily like you got a lot of invites to those yeah that's what i was gonna ask so like because there's so many people like you know i was just talking about naomi meeting her at mm -hmm. cinema wasteland you know but they they do the, the circuits they do these yes and they you know they get paid to sit there and autograph some of their work and stuff like that i mean it's almost like you know that definitely extra that income and stuff so now you're able to do those if you mm, i did a touch of them know? right yeah. after the show i did a touch and it just it's not your scene mm, i'll revisit it one day but I like to visit, but I don't want to live there. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I like going as a fan and just not having to sit there and, you know. Yeah, because it was fun. No, it was fun, especially you know immediately after the show when everybody's watching. It was a lot of fun. Um, but no, I want to do the work. I want to. I want to be busy making something, basically. You know. Yeah. But there will be time. There'll be a time for that. You know. And to all of those who who do it well, my hats off to you. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I you know, I mean, it's not a bad gig, I guess. You know, like Felissa Rose was mm -hmm. here, you know, from Sleepaway Camp, yeah. you know, and and got to talk to her. But it's like, you know, it's like when you're when you're enough of, I'm sure they they pay for your flight, your room, you know, they feed you, and whatever the thing those is guys do there. well. Uh, the the ones the names that we're naming they don't regret the weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Everybody yeah. comes home with cash in their hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so all right, so then you know your 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 stock goes up. Uh, wow, you know I that's guess, so stock going up. All right, that's questionable, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. But we're more attentions on you. Yeah, know who you, you get, are now, yes, but, a lot of grandmothers, a lot of a lot of children. But uh, so it didn't change anything with your work schedule with Hollywood. Or no, movies, though, no, really. not really. No, a few extra calls, but nothing you know if i wanted to it has helped tremendous amount of people that have been on that show all right they've all done very well the okay. most of them they're the good ones i believe uh do really well they're already talented and brilliant beforehand and okay. they were pretty much i think on the path anyways um so i mean everyone every story is different but, yeah, and I wasn't interested in you know pursuing makeup really. You know, I want to do the special effects, but to do like be a makeup artist is different. Okay, All right? gotcha. Like you know, if you say blood and guts, like yeah, to come in and and kill someone violently uh, for a day is one thing, and that's a lot of fun, and that involves makeup. But you're not doing your makeup every day. You know, the yeah. Bill Bailey powder foundation before you go on air. You know, yeah. there's a makeup artist for that. Yeah. But for the, I mean, monsters, special effects, blood and guts, blood and and guts. The, the, the stuff like, yeah, just flying all over or whatever. That's more than, yeah, yeah. 
that's it's prep more work. It's yeah. more it's more engineering, you know, and you're you know you're you're engineering it and executing it on the day. Um, it's different than being a makeup artist. Now they do cross over. Yeah. But makeup artist typically is a makeup artist. Yeah, and that's the stuff that kind of just sits still and looks good on it could be you know, and you gotta you gotta remember like most makeup artists, you know, tattoo cover up is big business. Okay. You know? Um, you know, corrective makeup, you know, um, beauty makeup, okay. you know, yeah, who's that's the makeup artist, and they can do prosthetics as well. But the what goes behind the, the blood and guts, and like, I mean, there's more to it than you know, like, I mean, what I mean, uh, to get the, the stuff exploding and flying mm -hmm. and, and all that, that's more what you, yeah, enjoyed, yeah, yeah, I still do, all right, yeah. And I do love a good death scene. Man. Yeah. That's exciting. What would you say is, was, it, you know, out of uh, all the work that you've been a part of, uh, what, what's one of your proudest death scenes? Ooh, proudest. Oh, my God. Wow. It just came off like like everything came off exactly how it was supposed to. All right. Oh, I mean, I, I again, I don't want to go through a whole list of all my favorites because I have a few. But I'm going to name uh, one thing I, I get a lot of um, kudos from is my friend Gary Jones's uh, film uh, Escape from Deathlock 13. We filmed it at the Mansfield Reformatory. Oh, nice. And I'm in it and I get my head blown off in half. And people all come up to me and say, that's one of my favorite head explosions that I've seen. Nice. You know, it's not scanners worthy and it's not Dawn of the Dead, but it could be number three, number four. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get a lot of kudos and it's because it's me. It also gets me a couple extra points, so I get to explode my head. Um, so that one is is one that comes comes back. But I, any time that I can, I do a good gore gag on a film, and I'm, I'm real happy about it. Certainly, now, and it pulls and it's successful. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times. Sometimes it is. Then it's like, God, oh, we got to retake this. You know, oh yeah, the costumes like destroyed. Yeah, and and just, underwear like, soaking it. in blood. Get that like Laro money shot right on the oh yeah right you got one yeah. chance to get yeah. it man and then um you know I was uh like I said reading through some of the other stuff that you've been on and you know um they've been involved with but like it's kind of like a cult classic that doesn't get enough uh I mean it, the people that are in the know no you know but Tusk you know Tusk uh, yeah uh, what you did I wasn't on set for that um I did the, um, I sculpted the, um, in, in terms of watching it all go down. Yeah. That was amazing endeavor creating that big ass walrus Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's no joke. Um, but I was involved with the Justin along prosthetic makeups, uh, where he's sewn together, you know, he's got his okay. arms sewn to his body. I yeah. sculpted those and he's missing his limbs and I made those. Um, I didn't go to set for a Tusk though. No, they just prep prep stuff. But yes, that has a hardcore. So when following. you're not at set, like where are you you're building stuff like in the shop, you're sculpting it, you're molding it, you're fabricating it, you're making skins and pre-painting it, and then it gets in a box and it goes sh gets shipped to set. Okay. Now, typically, I do go to set for the projects most often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one I just didn't. I it was conflicting with another project. And then. uh so then a makeup artist yeah glues it on okay right essentially all right and then um 
you mentioned Return of the Living Dead three. Yeah, that was a fra- that's a favorite of mine. Yeah. What uh what was the, one of the the gang sequence, there's um there's several it was split up among like five different effects teams. So there's like five groups of effects artists all doing Return of the Living Dead 3. Yeah. They all had a series of characters. Yeah. So I worked with Kevin Brennan, who was a genius, and Dan Rebert, who's genius. And we did the gang uh, that's riding around in the van and they get bit you know by Julie and then they start and then the guy's head gets ripped off and his spine is wiggling and it's we did the gang so there's like four or five gang members that are in this van so anytime that, that they're in the movie that's what we were involved with okay but that one was great because we were filming around a, a halloween october and it was in los angeles on the streets it was night shoots and or in a stage and it was like that moment when you're on set and there's hollywood lights and you know you're you got the whole street of downtown la blocked off and yeah you got in your you're in the middle of the street making up zombies and blood and you're like yes this is this is what i signed up for you know that was that movie nice mm-hmm. and then uh you know one that i was watching uh recently with my my kids um because uh you know our their their uncle chris and uncle jacoby were were in it was uh uh the retaliators yeah and uh yeah i think i texted you afterwards because i seen your name in, in the credit i was like oh i had no idea you, you i'm were... in that one you know too yeah I get, I get my head cut off yeah so that's another great gag for me i was like i know that guy <laughs> that was a pickup we got a call they had already made the movie but they wanted a third act more violence in the third act and i came in for some pickup shots about a week in connecticut and um it was a lot of fun and that one hit like right as covid was like kicking in yeah so like we finished and it was like isolation like the day after yeah it was weird but um so that was like the last film i got in before the the year of covid 2020 which sucked but that was a lot of fun and uh just blood a lot of like them freaks in the basement and then killing them off and machete. you know this guy gets a machete in the head and this guy's gonna get a shovel you know uh, through his mouth and you know we're just coming up with all these quick gags now your scene was at that club or whatever right no i'm in the beginning at the van uh when the the fog the at the a minute twice actually oh, the, okay the van pulls up and it repeats and then there's the thing. fog yeah yeah and then there's a creepy guy that comes out of the fog okay that's me okay all right so there you go. yeah so okay. i kind of like almost opened the movie yeah and then and then and then it goes back around yes show- like what happened how did this all happen because i'm like I, you know you know first i'm like i'm curious to check it out because of some of the the main characters in the music world that are in it that you know like you said a couple of them i've been blessed to become friends with and i'm like ah, let's check this out you know and i'm watching the trailer and i love this the story they showed in the trailer so because i'm a dad you know yeah. and it's just like a ah, dirty harrier i'll uh sure. you know charles bronson yeah. Shit, if something happens to my kid too but right. then it was just like i was just like what am i did i get the right movie yeah you know it's like it goes in all these different places when it, that beginning scene with you mm-hmm. then and then and then when it wraps back around i'm like what the hell am i watching yeah it's it, yeah i watched it again the other day actually yeah yeah that was good yeah i actually got it upstairs i should have your nice. autograph for me before nice. you take off sure <laughs> but uh 
yeah so then you know i we ordered that and watched that and i remember like i think like right afterwards because i seen your name i was just like shot you a message just like oh shit. there was a lot of other effects guys involved yeah. with that one as well yeah. so i just came in for some juicy bits and it was a blast and then um so that then you know covid comes and you know we're all kind of put on time out but what was it like for you know you and your field well the field dried up completely you know i mean another you know i'm involved in the halloween business as well that dried up certainly you know people weren't going to the we you know yeah. we had trade shows where we generate business so none of that was happening none of it the only thing that i had going for me was editing was i can and writing you know i could okay. now write and develop things for the future and so thankfully you were already developing those skill sets before yeah that happened yeah. so you still had i was there. locked into editing and writing 100 okay. percent. so okay. even though it was a you know financially and emotionally a tough year you know I, I still had i was still brewing stuff but uh and i mean and you were in ohio the whole time then. yeah i stayed in ohio okay. yeah. so because you'd already been home for a while so mm -hmm. all right and then um what's been uh i mean i know you're 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 we're currently finishing something you're getting ready to fly out for something else and i don't know what you're allowed to talk about but what was your first one you know what was your first thing back when things opened back up or when hmm. when it was we were told we could go play again what was the first i don't know what the first was to be honest with you um yeah i'm not sure what the first project back out of the gate was i mean obviously i think the haunted house business was, would have been first yeah. um we have we do a trade show in st louis in march so you know that kind of dictates how your year is going to go so i'm going to say the halloween business opening up probably was first okay um i'm sure i got another couple of others i mean then a flurry of films came in you know i was uh Involved with Scare Package too, um, and Obstacle Corpse, and and um, I think that was like a Cleveland band too. Obstacle, Obstacle Corpse. Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> we filmed that in Columbus, and that's out on that's out on Amazon and Prime and DVDs coming soon. And, nice. Um, so yeah, um, the Pale Door, which is about witches. Oh, it was pre-COVID, but it came out after COVID. Yeah. We start to blur like the timeline of recent films, but uh, it you pick back up and then hit the ground running. Yeah. Now I thought when we were talking and like I said, I don't, you know, I mean, you told me at the beginning, I could ask you about whatever, cause I don't want to get in, get in any trouble with current projects or whatever, but you were, uh, when we were talking before, uh, you know, setting this up, you were, working something like it's like some sort of pandemic type uh oh that was Wormtown. okay we just finished Wormtown, um shooting it so that's that's a year away before you know but okay. i'll just say it's 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 chock filled with gory stuff and okay. I, it's gonna be a lot of fun so i just wrapped that literally last week because uh, filming on it the way you were like describing it i was just like is he like on a set of some crisis actor event or something it 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 definitely flirts with that subject certainly and you know uh, uh 
apocalyptic sign of things to come maybe but um no it was a very intense movie and i i don't there's not much to say about it until they get it you know prepared yeah to be, yeah it's a problem with like a movie we just fin finished filming and like well when's it coming out well i don't know and uh hey. it's always hot to talk about it like when the film is ready to be seen yeah because yeah. like what was that film you're talking about to me two years ago you know yeah, that yeah. kind of thing so we just finished shooting it and they got a long way to go but it's a fabulous movie and i can't wait for everyone to see it and then i think you were saying you get ready to fly out again i'm not flying i'm going to michigan i'm working oh, on a, a sasquatch okay. movie right now as oh, well nice so that's nice. my next project is it's called Squatch. What part of Michigan, by chance? Uh, small town to... south of Kalamazoo. That's all I'm going to say that I, I know. I haven't, okay. I haven't been to this location yet. I have a musician friend that lives uh, up near Detroit. He's originally from Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, was a drummer for Finger Eleven mm -hmm. back in the day yeah. when we were in Paralyzer, yeah. that song, mm -hmm. or whatever. He uh, is a huge Bigfoot yeah. Sasquatch. All oh, right. So I don't know if you guys need any extra work. I can refer oh him your God. way or whatever. They are. Sure he'd love to be involved in that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's some serious Bigfoot fans. Yeah. It was funny because when we, uh, this summer, I took my daughters to uh, Gatlinburg for mm -hmm. uh, vacation. And, um, you know, we're up there in the Smoky Mountains. So there's, you know, all over, you know. Speaking of Bigfoot, my little Sasquatch here. But uh, I just missed it by a day, the, the, the Bigfoot convention oh, I guess yeah. they had. We were in our hotel, right? But we walked past it. I was like, damn it. You know, so I took a picture in front of the sign. Like, I was just, like all upset. And just, <laughs> had no clue it was there. But uh, yeah, Bigfoot. I mean, uh, I'm, it's probably something that influenced you while we were growing up, too, is like the old, like, in search of shows with like, oh, yeah. Moy. Yes. You know, and then, like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster and the, the, oh, the yeah. shady. Bigfoot footage. Yeah, the Patterson yeah. footage. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Anything supernatural I was interested in and, yeah, in search of. Man, they don't make them like that anymore. There's a million shows like it, but nothing has the power that in search of had. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And then um, speaking of, like, you know, people that are, like, like-minded and, you know, grew up with same influences and we're all in the, kind of the same stuff. But do you ever do any work with Eric Freeman? Eric Freeman? Who's that? He uh, owns the House of Wills. Oh yeah, um, no, I've heard of I've heard of him, and I'm he used a fan to do of like House the, of Wills. The, but... He used to do like the the, the flesh suits, I guess. Yeah. Uh, who, like it, it, somebody like bought it. Somebody from maybe it was Lady Gaga or somebody like mm. you know, bought one of his works okay. to wear on the red carpet or something. Oh, he, nice. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. You I've got, heard I've now yeah I've heard I, of him and but. I'd like to, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd like to meet him. You guys definitely want to see the House of Wills. Yeah. Um, I've had Eric on. I've been friends with him a long oh, time. Nice. So uh, there's actually, I'm going to a movie premiere next Saturday in Medina that uh, my friend's son just finished, and the majority of it was filmed at the House of mm. Wills. So I think oh, Eric right was on. supposed to be there or something, too. But uh, um, yeah, I should definitely connect you guys so cool. I can see you guys collaborating on some some projects sometime down the line um but yeah i know we're you know we're running short on time here but um what what other uh goals or projects do you have uh you know on the horizon or is there i mean you you talked about you know 
you, you created, then you wanted to direct, you started doing the film and editing and then the writing, anything else on the horizon that you want to try and dip your toes in? And I want to continue. I want to get better at the writing and directing. Certainly. Okay. That's, you know, more of that's coming. Um, I have a feature film to debut soon. I don't okay. have an announcement on to, news to break to you right now. Okay. But uh, no name have, or nothing. Okay. Mama Zuze. Mama Zuze. All right. That's the name. Okay. It's filmed in Africa, Zambia. Okay. And it's my script and my directing. And it's legit filmed in Africa? Yeah. Africa Zambia. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. All right. Sweet. So that's my next debut. It's coming soon. Can we expect like a cannibal holocaust type of thing? <laughs> PG rated. Oh, okay. Can you believe it? Yeah. Not right. a drop of blood. All right. Nice. Not one drop. Actually, there is a drop. There's a drop of blood. There's a drop. That's it. <laughs> I happen to cut my finger on exactly. On the it's a, it's a it's a finger cutter. Um, <laughs> no, I'm real proud of the movie, and I can't wait for people to see it. Um, we just got to secure a deal, and I got to finish it up, and get it out and, and it'll be sometime on, next year yeah when you plan on doing like a the, the viewing we'll the have premiere, a screening here in cleveland, cleveland certainly right. and i'll i'm gonna let you know all right and i want you awesome. to shout it out yeah for sure, for sure. and i, I like want all my friends to come feeling like important getting invited to these movie you know just locally now, yeah you know? and then after yeah, that trust it'll be available on streaming and networks and dvds hopefully yeah this next year yeah guaranteed nice guaranteed happening man nice i just don't have any big ground groundbreaking announcement today oh i mean I, just that I'm, alone. Not, I'm close but yeah. no it's not ready just that alone is uh, so you know, the movie's something. coming soon and then um hopefully i can get on a string of doing a couple more uh i still love doing the effects and i still like being scary and um but i want to write and direct some other projects maybe you now talking with the the old uh you know the the old days collaborating with mushroom head you do you, have you been uh worked with stitch at at nightmare no i visited so, nightmare this year it's fabulous you know i was in the mushroom head video last year you know um still great pals with skinny and all those guys yeah. you know and i'm sure we're going to work on something again I, I know it whether it's mushroom head related or not you know uh my old best friend joe gall is playing guitar in the band oh yeah now. yeah he's yeah. been my friend since 96. oh nice i mean you know and who was he who he used to play with before he's a he was a guitar whore he's been around he's he never hit it big but he's played with a dozen bands okay. you know i and thought I, there was somebody local that he's would knew him from not but. you probably will yeah you, know, you will <laughs> But yeah, well, so I mean, we we I talked with him at at Inc. When, you know, saw where where we saw each other last, mm -hmm. and um, you know, yeah, Skinny just did me a solid. My uh, were you at my welcome home? I missed it. Yeah, I was invited, and I thank you for the okay. invite, but I didn't know I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, Peabody's, and, yeah, you know, two and six and whatever, and my buddy Carlos that I oh, served no. with. It might have been no. Um, it's a I'm thinking now maybe I was. Yeah. I mean I I'm thinking my, I was I there physically, but I don't remember being there mentally. Because that was my, like one of my last blackouts. But yeah. uh 
but uh peabody's man my buddy carlos who i served with over in kuwait flew up for it and got to get exposed and and to cleveland music and loved it had the time of his life well he lives in dallas now and uh mushroom had just played there and mm-hmm. I, I hit up skinny i was like hey man can you put carlos and his wife on the list let him come out to a show and he did and yeah had a blast man right so I appreciate that right on you know still do cool things like that but uh yeah so um i guess before we get ready and wrap up let me ask you a couple of questions i normally ask the guests i have on here so i think we covered everything like then and where what you got coming up um but uh and you said you don't really do the social media thing no i'm on facebook so but like, no i'm not you know people want to follow your work there's no you can find me on facebook that's okay all. david henson great house so i'm out there and then um talk we talked a little bit about you know uh you know finishing school before going out into the world but what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? Mm. Mm. I think civics class. Yeah. I think that would be a good one to bring back. Bring right? back yeah, civics. Exactly. You know, get involved with uh how the world works and you know, America works, and uh I think is a good one. Uh man, that's you're gonna open up a whole can of worms there. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> even I'm not a school person, but like you know, home ec. People don't do home ec anymore. Yeah, you know, nobody knows how to be independent. Nobody, you know, don't know how to cook or you know? sew. And like, those are some you good can things. Smell to learn. upstairs. My daughter's cooking. Exactly, that's home good, ec so, learning. Yeah. So home ec is a good one. We're trying to do it right here. You know, uh, one thing I get a lot from, uh, especially the musicians, is like taxes and money stuff. You know. Yeah. It's like they exactly. sign their contracts and they all right. You know, right. Trying to make ends meet. You know. Yeah, it's like yeah, they don't want us to know about how to spend our they 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 want us to know how to spend money, but they don't want us to know how to like, you know, right? Save it, invest, and all that good stuff. Um, and then who? Uh, I know you don't like leaving people out, and it doesn't just have to be, you know, in the world of uh, you know, mask making and movies and all that stuff, just you in general as a person, who's three people that have inspired you and uh, you can credit for making you who you are today. Mm, three people. Interesting. Woo. Well, okay. If we're talking about, oh my God, we're talking about, Bruce Lee had a lot to do with my, upbringing as well you know i was a martial arts fanatic as a kid and and um read a lot of books about bruce and uh and his quotes uh voice uh still uh inspire me you know uh he was very influential um boris karloff i'm gonna have to say him uh because he was the man behind the makeup for me um I'm going to say rock and roll. I'm going to have to say um, even though Kiss was my first band that was truly mine, but I really became in love with rock and roll at an earlier age and it was with Elvis. Nice. So Batman, 
Can I throw him in there? Yeah, Batman's Batman important. There too. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned martial arts. Yes. Did you, what did you did you? I was jujitsu. Jujitsu oh, really? for four years. Okay, nice. But That's beyond even my daughter do that now. Even after I got uh, out of jujitsu, I got tired of getting beat up. Yeah. Uh, Moving into different you. things like beer, heavy metal, girls, cars. Yeah. Fuck going to the gym and yeah. getting kicked in the back again yeah, and choked yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. So, but martial arts was, was was a big deal in my life and staying fit and uh positive mind and discipline and um self-defense. Um the ballet of watching it. Yeah. You know? Uh for the movies, Boris, because Frankenstein was my main dude. Yeah, the first monster you sympathize. And rock and roll is just as important to me as movies. Yeah. And Alice Cooper's up there, certainly. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'd say, you know, Elvis was my first, like, rock and roll icon. So yeah. I want that's in, in yeah. Batman, because you could be Batman. If you tried really hard enough, like the opening of the comic said, if you work out, you had rich parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could be Batman. Yeah. Um, he was a superhero that you could attain to being. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. the idea of a crime fighter, someone that took care of the neighborhood, a vigilante style. Yeah. All right. Not with a guy with a gun, but a guy that wore a mask that kicked your ass if you're bad in the neighborhood. I really aspired to be yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Batman. Like I mean, I I I I'm a fan of Frank Castle, the Punisher, and stuff. But yeah, you know, he, Batman, you know, he, right, left a lesson for you yeah. to learn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are my guys. And then, um, are there any organizations or um, like um, causes and stuff that you support and encourage others to check out? Hmm. Not directly, okay? Um, they're all noble causes. I mean, everyone, every, every cause has a sense of nobility behind it. So find your own. Um, if I could do anything to help, like a, like a magic wand, you know, There's so much. There's so much. Yeah. You know. Um I wish kids would stop killing each other. If I can change one thing. I think uh and I'm not it's not about I'm not talking about gun laws. I'm talking about uh what makes you so angry and so uh yeah to the yeah point where you're I'm just talking, you know, inner 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 city street violence. Yeah, I wish I could fix um poverty you know we're going on you know on and on and on and then it just it spirals you know it's like, like a lack of like hope you know yeah when there's no hope what the heck right we're, we're right you know when there's no light at the end of the tunnel you know yeah. when we talk about that that positive mindset and discipline yeah you know when that's like completely lacking yeah and you're hopeless and it's just like what's the point i'm just gonna be it you know I want to die anyway, so I might as well take some others with me or whatever. Yeah, you know, type of thing. It's sad. Right. It's sad. Right. That's a bigger. That's a bigger topic. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it involves a lot of. Uh, you know, involves education, involves jobs, involves parenting. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many elements to it that I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a parent, you know, I'm, I'm not a teacher, you know, I'm not a coach. Um, but you know, I just, uh, that's so, yeah. but there's, there's so many others, obviously, you know, I'm a sensitive person and, uh, you know, I want the best for people. And so, but no, I don't have a direct cause that I I'm behind. All right. Okay. And then, uh, and a cheerier note, favorite toy as a child. Ooh, favorite toy as a child. Okay. Um, the classic G.I. Joe, you could say with Kung Fu Grip. Uh, the classic G.I. Joe figure was was a favorite. And I'm going to also say um, the Evil Knievel motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> It's wow like one of the top number wow. one love that, that thing yeah. uh so i loved evil knievel as well so one of don Fuse's too you know, really yeah. sweet yeah but gi joe uh represented um as a small child a, a sense of like security in some ways you know as well like yeah. the tough guy you know like that was who you could be again you could have a scar across your cheek and a nice beard yeah fights you know, for freedom where your trouble. camouflage yeah, come on man yeah so yeah the G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe guy and uh, Evil Knievel. Let nice. them duke it out. <laughs> nice. And then um, any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? God bless you. God bless you. Man, oh, man. Uh, nice. Well, the best I can say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know you got to get somewhere else, but yeah. man, I'm glad you uh, dude, we were able to do this, man. Absolutely, appreciate you coming. Thank you over for inviting me, man. Yeah, no, this Thank was you. fun, dude. I learned a lot more uh, about you, and that's why I love doing this stuff. You know, so um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll connect you with uh, you know Eric. We'll stay in touch. Yeah. Let me know when your stuff's coming out. But uh, like you said, if anybody wants to check you out, they can just find you on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. Awesome. All right, house man. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it, dude. Hello, and thanks for listening to today's Boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure, Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch.
Now I know that last song was like daddy coming home. And you know you want more. And coming soon, you can find it at theflowwhiteshow.com. But for now, feel the flow exclusively here on today's Hey, baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boon Dog 10 at checkout. That's B O O N D O G 10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boon Dog 10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy, it's spelled D R E E M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle radio show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's today's boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. 
Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.